Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. <clears throat> McMurphy? Cartwright, good morning. Yes, good morning indeed. What can I get for you? Toast? Coffee? Oh no, I'm fine. Oh, you're going to want some food in you, Inspector. No use facing the day without a full stomach. Right. Uh, toast. I'll do some toast. And, um... Butter or jam? Uh, what kind of jam? Current. Yes. What are your current selections? No. Current. It's the only flavour we got. Red. I will take it dry. Uh, and a tea, please. <sighs> Earl Grey? Uh, do you have coffee? Francis, look here. We'll do two Welsh rarebits with poached eggs on top, runny as they come. Bacon, scones, clotted cream, jam, and a large pot of black coffee. And some sausages. The linky coins, not the circles. You got it, Ephraim. A soggy special for two with a pot of wake your arse up. That's quite the order. It's quite the day. Your first day as inspector. Our first day as partners. Still, I'm not particularly a breakfast person. I'm... Commissioner says I've got a lot to learn from you, Inspector Cartwright. But I want to make it clear. This ain't my first go-round. Been a proud constable for 18 years, and I've seen a lot there is to see in this shit stew of a city that I love. Ew, that's an image. Wait, wait, did you say you've been a constable for 18 years? No promotions or, 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 or threats thereof? <laughs> Absolutely not. Probably because they know if they threaten old McMurphy with a promotion, they get a swift kick in the pins. I like my station, I like my duties, and most important, I like my hours. Like this, what other job lets you pop off to a greasy spoon like the hen's cock for a hearty breakfast and a paper? Have you asked any of the other patrons here where they work? Because it seems to me whatever they do allows them the same luxury. All right. All right, I get it now. Get what? That's how you rose through the ranks so quick. Well, I've worked at Scotland Yard for nearly five years. And then all of a sudden, poof, big promotion your way. And you know why? Because I work for it? No, who gives a rip about that? Now, you climb the ladder because that keen detective's eye you've got. I would have never thought to ask what these other do-nothings do for work what lets them come here for breakfast every day. You come here every day and you never thought to ask? No, all I know is I'm a copper, and with that station comes certain, uh, benefits around this city, most important of which is 5% off the bill at this establishment. Now, 
Now I can see why the Commissioner put us together. You do? Oh, yeah. You, bookishly handsome, observational, by-the-books detective savant. Me, equally, if not more handsome, newly single, relearning to mingle, also observational, but a copper of the streets. Just a couple of bachelors on the prowl. The crime. We complete each other. Oh, that's, um, that's nice. But I thought you were, um, never mind. You know, I also grew up around here, so it's, um, it's not that I, uh... Tell me a story. I'm sorry? A story. Tell me a story. Uh, um, well, like I said, I grew up, uh, just nah, around... Nah, 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 Not your story. I don't give a rip. And besides, it's probably best if I don't know your story, in case we ever get kidnapped and tortured and they try to play us against each other. I've seen it happen a hundred times. Don't give yourself away so easily, Inspector. Now, you see this? The Times? No, the Standard! Ugh, can't stand the Times. No more funnies. And you can tell a lot about people by what they think is funny. No, this is the Standard, and it's about 90% bullshit. But... It's entertaining. I'll read it to be entertained. Like this. Modern circus at fairgrounds. Lions and tigers sure to give opera run for their money. That's impossible. Lions and tigers can't sing. Huh. So see? Entertained. But since I got you here for me this morning, why don't you tell me a story and you entertain me? Uh, all right. Um, okay. Here's a, um, <clears throat> back before I joined the police, a few years back, I was entering into a competition for local artisan bakers. Now... Bakers? You mean, like, bread? They do make bread, yes, occasionally, yes. Right. Uh-huh. So, back then... I used to work with a local bakery. Uh, I had an apprenticeship. Uh, I was rather good at it, actually. Uh, anyway, I was competing in a charity bake-off on behalf of the Somerset Boys Choir and baking a simple sweet focaccia with a balsamic glaze and ground matcha root I was calling a Lacha Matcha Focaccia. <laughs> uh, when my baking partner noticed something peculiar happening at the station next to us. Oh, was she a looker? I'm sorry? Your baking partner. Was she a hot muffin pie or, or what? Oh, um, well, his name was Richard and he was uh, fine looking. Eh, hold on a tick. You mean you was doing a baking competition, but you wasn't doing it to get closer to some bird? Well, uh, no, no, uh... We were both formerly in the choir, so we just wanted to pay it forward. That's beautiful. I love that. It's, uh, thank you, Constable. I bet you both could pull any bird you want with those baking skills. But it's good to do stuff just for you, innit, bruv? Right. Or charity. So we turned to the group next to us, and I noticed one of the men slipping something from their pocket into their dry mix. Now, normally I wouldn't mind. Every baker has their process and their recipe, but... Part of the challenge of this particular competition was that we were only allowed to use the ingredients laid out on the tables before our arrival. So, 
It was against the rules. No way. I know. So, I went back and forth and back and forth about it for almost the entirety of the second prove, when Richard could tell I, I wasn't focused on our larger modificulture because I was too busy worrying over their shoe pastry tower of Big Ben. So, I went over and told one of the judges. It just didn't seem fair. I didn't want to be a stick in the mud, but if the Somerset Boys Choir was going to lose out on the cash prize because of cheating, I couldn't live with myself. Who could? Exactly. And when the judges went over to inquire about the mystery ingredient, they found a small vial of strychnine. No. Yes. As it turns out, that pair of bakers were trying to kill off the judges of the competition in order to make off with the prize money themselves, depriving all of the legitimate charities we were competing for of a cash prize and committing full-blown murder in the process. What started as simply alerting the judges of a con job ended up saving two lives and an entire baking competition. And that was the day I decided to put childish dreams aside and spend the rest of my life trying to help people and make the world even slightly safer so that good citizens of London can enjoy their uh, sweet breads in peace, uh, so to speak. Now that is a good story. I didn't even know you could bake with strike nine. Uh, what? N no, you, you can't. That's, that's, that's the whole uh, point of the... All I know, Inspector, is you and me... We're going to clean up the city together. Now, do you got pockets? Yes. Yes, I do got... Uh, uh, well, I, I have pockets. Why do you ask? Put your hands in those pockets, pull out your wallet, and pay the bill. But I, I, I didn't even want... Oh, God damn it, Francis, you took too long again. Now you got to wrap it up and bring the check. We've got police business to do. That way he remembers the discount. Right. Happy first day, Inspector. I got a good feeling about this. Fox and Stallion by Ian Gears and Lauren Grace Thompson. Part 5 The Case of the Matcha Focaccia. Right, McMurphy, in my office now. Commissioner Entwistle? <coughs> Commissioner? Shut your traps with your niceties. I ain't hearing them. Now, do you know why I called you into my office? I'm assuming a crime has been committed. Or maybe we're in trouble. Why would we be in trouble? I don't know. We were at breakfast a long time. Your story took a while. You asked me to tell that story. I was hooked. Lock me up. Oh, well, look at that. First day as partners and you're already going out to breakfast together and I don't give a shit. Sorry, sir. Don't be sorry. It's not illegal to have breakfast. No, but it is a bad look to be late for work because of it. All right, shut it with a tete-a-tete. Jesus! If I wanted to hear a couple argue this much, I'd go see one of those Russian plays my son is always pitching a fit about. Sorry, sir. Yeah, sorry. I don't want to make you see feet, sir. No one does. Now... 
Since the idea that I called you in here to give you a case didn't occur to either of you... Well, actually, I... Either of you... I've got to now be the one to bust your first day cherries. You got a case. All right. Whatever it is, Commissioner, we're on it. I know you are, McMurphy. That's why you're paid to be here. To solve crimes. Not sit in the middle of the bullpen taking bets on when perps are going to get caught like a dumbass. Thank you, sir. Not a compliment. Now look, we're coming up on a huge weekend for Scotland Yard. As you may, or in your case, McMurphy, may not be aware, Sherlock Holmes and John Watson are taking a weekend in the country to play with dogs or some other such. And Lestrade has also requested the weekend off, since he's at least honest with himself that he may as well be a pile of shit in an icebox when they're away. Which means... You two are my top team. You have no idea how much that means to me, sir. Again, not a fucking compliment. Uh, sir, if you don't mind my asking... I do. We're not the senior-most team? Uh, why are we the ones being put on the important cases? Oh, I'm sorry, Courtright. Too much pressure for ya. Are you kidding? You should have seen him at breakfast, sizing up perps left and right, asking all the right questions. I think he just means... Why us? Because I said you! And I'm your commissioner. And I don't have to give you two a single pip for insight into my reasoning. Savvy? Savvy? Savvy. You're my top team. Deal with it and don't make my reflux act up. You two are on top call. As such, we got a call from a high-profile citizen reporting a jewel theft. I'm putting you two on it. Jewel theft? Ah, excellent. Well, uh, first we'll need details. Who's, what's, where's, when's, why's, how's, uh, how many's? No way! We get to solve a jewel heist? Oh, you know, the ex-missus will be so jealous that me choosing my job over her finally paid off. Oh, <laughs> this is amazing. We won't let you down, Commissioner. Inspector, after you. Uh, well, actually, Constable, all due respect, we should get as much of the basics out of the way before we head over. Uh, we don't want to appear ill-informed. Jonathan Crimea had a gala for homelessness last night, and when he went to auction off his family jewels, he saw they'd been pinched. Boom. Go. Uh, so it was a gala with primarily homeless attendees? I think he means a gala in support of homelessness. No, and fuck no. Now get out of my office before I take your desk bobbles and use them for target practice and I won't be using my gun. All due respect, sir, there are still... A ah, come on, Inspector. No need to bother the Commissioner with your half-theories just yet. We'll figure it out on our feet. Lestrade style. And Cartwright, I don't think I need to reiterate the importance of good first impressions... Get the broad strokes. Find your perp, bag them and tag them. Fill out the rest in paperwork. Don't make us wrong about you. Of course, sir. Uh, constable? After you, my liege. It's gonna be fucking metal, yeah? Oh, there goes the reflux. This fucking job. <laughs> Hello? Good morning. We're with the... Uh, <clears throat> We're with Scotland Yard, and we've come about to the missing jewels. Here are our badges, so you know we are legitimate police. Ahem. McMurphy, show yours. Oh, piss it. I think I left it at home. You think you left... What? I don't worry, it's all good, as long as one of us has got one, right? I... I... 
I can assure you, ma'am, he is a certified... Inspector Cartwright and Constable McMurphy at your service, ma'am. And might I say, you have a lovely crying face. You know, most women can't pull that off. McMurphy. It's fine. I believe you. Follow me. Thank you. Here, take my handkerchief. Just... Feel free to keep that. It's an heirloom, so... Delicate wash. Here's Mr. Crimea. Master Crimea, your study. Have a good day. Thank you very much, Miss... Um... Kate, sir. Kate? Oh, beautiful name. You know, it's so funny. My ex's name was Jocasta. Right. Uh, Kate, thank you. If you don't mind my asking, is everything okay? We're all fine. But when Master Crimeria's in a mood, we get paid extra to make a big show of it. Except for her. That's just Margaret. Boy trouble. Understandable. Well, thank you, Kate. Who are you? What are you doing here? What do you want? Oh, ah! Uh, yes, I'm Inspector Archibald Cartwright. This is my partner, Constable McMurphy. Uh, we heard there was a theft. Finally! We called last night. But better late than never, I guess. Last night? But we only just got the... Thank you, Kate. You're dismissed. <laughs> Ugh, terrible crier, don't you think? Gets all pug-faced. Oh, well, she may just be getting used to the girdle. Follow me, please. Uh, of course. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Pug-faces and girdles, Cartwright. Pug-faces and girdles. <laughs> Obviously, we want to be of use to Scotland Yard in any capacity that we can, so please, if you need anything, you have the full support of House Crimeria behind you. So, her address? So, Constable, we have just heard from the victims of the crime. What are your first impulses? Oof, what a question. A lot of it is still marinating, but you're right. Someone's not telling the truth. Yes, unfortunately, I agree. Mm, it is unfortunate, thank you. I tell you who gives me the odd turning is that, uh, Furina Sazerac. Oh, thank you. Finally, someone said it. You too. I just got a real cagey feeling from that one. Exactly. Real straight laced, right? Like, probably someone who only writes in pencil, you know, so they can erase. Yeah, you just can't trust those people. They don't know how to stick with a choice. My ex-wife, Jo Castor, you remember, she was a pencil person, and look where it got her. Second marriage, with two kids in tow, living on a beach in Mallorca. Can't trust it. Nah, give me a good old-fashioned quill and ink any day of the week. That's how you can tell what kind of person someone is. How they write. And for me, quill and ink. We do have pens, you know. Pens. Right. And luckily, we have our pen. And her name's Eliza Fletchley. So, what do you say we go tag us a perp, eh? I don't want to jump to any rash conclusions, Constable. That, that is precisely how errors occur and the wrong person gets pinned for something they didn't do. So, let's think about this. We're here. Where? Where? Fletchley's flat. 
I'll give the address to the driver. Ready? What? I... No, 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 I'm not... Uh, no, no, we have to think this through. What other definitive evidence do we have against Eliza Fletchley? The key. That's one. Her being in the study after hours. Right, well, I suppose that's two. Eyewitness reports from the big fella of seeing her near the jewels before the auction. Yes, but that's only one perspective. Yeah, but there were three of them who perspected it. Right, and, and you don't find that the least bit odd they were all so willing to turn on this one chambermaid? Not a hoot. Why would they lie? They're the ones who got their jewels stolen. See, in my mind, jewels being stolen by an innocent chambermaid? That don't make no sense. But a poor chambermaid being fed up with crumbs for the past 20 odd years, deciding to go rogue and steal some jewels? Well, you got motive, character, drama. All the makings of a good story. Uh, well, yes, but we're not looking for a story. Constable, we are looking for the truth. And there's something I'm just not... Boy. You lot got to get out of that carriage or what? I'm double parked at the East End and this place is crawling with ingrates. <gasps> oh, uh, yes, I'm sorry, sir. We were just, um, we were deliberating. Um, Deliberate all you want, but the meat is still running. All right, all right, what about this? We bring her in for questioning, check her out, ask her some questions, and if she seems innocent enough, we'll try a different avenue. Constable, I actually think that's a good idea. I, I admire the restraint and level-headedness. Yeah, see? You're rubbing off on me. And I like it. Hello, I'm... Um, I'm Inspector Cartwright. This is Constable McMurphy. We're here from Scotland Yard, just looking to have a word. Uh, just a word or two with um, Eliza Fletchley. Would, um... Would that happen to be you? Yes, dear. Excellent. Now, we just wanted to... In the name of the King, the Father and the Holy Ghost, you're under arrest, Miss Fletchley, for the thieving of the crime area jewels. Don't even try to run! What? Hooray! Three cheers for Cartwright McMurphy setting a new Scotland Yard record for assignment to arrest in just three hours and 17 minutes. Eat it, Lestrade! Three cheers for us! Ep, ep, hooray! Ep, ep, hooray! Ep, ep, hooray! <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, I'll be honest, when I first got assigned to be Cartwright here's partner, I thought, isn't this guy just a temp, right? <laughs> Commissioner? Then... Commissioner, may I have a word? Spit it out, Cartwright. Then you I'll don't want to miss your party. I, um... Well, first of all, I want to thank you for the uh, party favours, balloons and uh, biscuits for celebration. You can thank the girls in party planning, but sure, I'll take it. But something about Eliza Fletchley rubs me the wrong way. Look at her. She could barely give prints on her own. Are we really sure she's this jewel thief mastermind? When we made the arrest, she offered us tea and scones. You don't think that sounds like the behaviour of someone with extreme guilt? Or a penchant for poisoning pastries, of which you have prior experience? She asked us if we knew anyone who could babysit her daughter while she was gone. And I'm fairly positive her daughter is well in her twenties. I've never known how old my kids are. I'll just say 13 and hope for the best. We didn't even have an arrest warrant. Oh, I don't think that's true. Check your inside pocket. Where did this... You don't spend over 30 years in law enforcement without picking up a few tricks, Cartwright. 
But what about the proper channels? It's just... This isn't how I thought it would work. Justice. Well, ain't that just a summation of the world? But, sir, we didn't even find the jewels. I don't think we should throw the book at Eliza Fletchley just because she was our only suspect and happened to be home. Oh, so you're telling me you, you already searched her flat for the jewels? Well, yes, uh, of course. Without a search warrant? I, uh, well... That's a damn shame because it'd be fairly easy to get one of those and you'd have probable cause for it. But something in your gut told you not to bother and you investigated without going through the proper channels. Look here, Inspector. The case has been solved. The insurance people are taking care of the rest. It's done. Drop it. Take a victory lap. Crimea is happy. I'm happy. We're all happy. All due respect, sir, but Eliza Fletchley is not happy. Her daughter is not happy. Criminals never are, but that's the way it should be. But, Commissioner... I, I know... It takes some getting used to, son. But you keep cleaning the streets at this rate, and I see Chief Inspector in your future. I just... Commissioner, do you have the keys for holding? I can't find them anywhere. We remove the locks, budget cuts. Just give the door a good slam so it sounds shut. Who do you got? Hampton Fox again, trying to join in some couple's sexual excursions or steal a purse or some such, I'm not sure. I'll get him set up, no worries. <sighs> well, you heard it, Inspector. Crime doesn't stop. Now, if you'll excuse me, my reflux has been table all evening and there are biscuits to attend to. Oh, shit. Look, I heard you the first time, you old cow. Slave the milk by the door and back away. McMurphy, it's Inspector Cartwright. I have to speak to you. Inspector Cartwright, be right out. Yes, sir, what do you need? I'm on it. Thank you, Constable. I just... Where are your trousers? It's late. I was getting ready for bed. Right, that makes sense. You want to come in from the rain, Inspector? Uh, thank you. Are you going to put on trousers? Are we going out? Are you saying if we were to stay in, you'd leave your trousers off? No. Good. Then put them on and set the kettle. I think we have a bit more work to do on the Crimea jewels. You're sure you don't want to wait for a warrant? It's fine. Commissioner told me this is just the way it works sometimes. We can't let our hunches be impeded by the legality of it all. Yeah, you bring up a good point. But it's Saturday. I got a hunch that rich people like to sleep in. My ex-Jocasta always used to sleep in on Saturdays, and she used to be an heiress. Honestly, on Monday through Fridays as well. <gasps> I bet Crimea's sheets are made of velvet and buttermilk. Exactly. We want to catch Crimea off guard and see if his story changes without time to prepare and finally get a look at that chest. Hmm, I hear you. Just a shame that it had to be before breakfast. If we strike gold, I'll get you a meat pie on the way to the yard. Sound good? Ooh. 
Ooh, yeah! Why didn't your ex sleep in on Sundays? Lord's Day. She was at St. Christopher's before I'd even opened my eyes. Huh. Wasn't that the one where the vicar disappeared last month? If by disappeared you mean absconded to Majorca, then yeah, that's the one. Ah! Kate! Thank God. Um, look, we left some equipment here yesterday. Would it be possible if we just popped in to pick it up? Sure. I don't care. Full house today. Thank you. I'm sorry, full house. Well, besides Master Crimeria and the rest of the staff, we've got some volunteers from the Associates of Gentlemen. Never heard of it. And some banker with a funny nose. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me. Oh, Inspectors Farchi and McMungay. What a nice surprise. He remembered our names. Fart right, you hear that? No one's more disappointed we had to return than me, Mr. Crimeria. However, we have received a warrant from Scotland Yard to search the premises for any physical evidence of Eliza Fletchley within the chest to verify that it was in... James? And you're trying to do it all by yourself, without me. Because if you can make a name for yourself while you're at it, then that's the best of both birds. Both... Thirds? Not third. Bird. Bird was the word. Well, that's not what I heard. Well, it's what I said. Birds. Both birds. The ones you're trying to kill with one stone. What do you want me to do here, James? Do you want me to admit, again, that I made a mistake and arrested an innocent woman? I believe I've done that. I am here, trying to make it right. Then why can't I help you make it right? Because the more that you and Hampton are involved in creating a case for Eliza Fletchley's innocence, the less legitimate the case will appear. You don't have the police behind you, and you don't have Sherlock Holmes's reputation. If you barrel forward, proclaiming her innocence and running around in costumes with no evidence, you will be a joke. And so will her case. And I am sorry about that, but this is a person... And I would like to think her life would be more important to you than the glory of who got to save it. So you don't believe we can do it? I don't believe that other people will believe you can do it. No. Well, Sarah Fletchley believes we can do it. Stop this, James, please. I'm asking you to stop this. For me. Fine. At least... Be careful. Right. So what was that all about? Oh, just fox and stallion peddling their wares or some such. Uh, harassing the elite. Ain't that just like the poor? But what were they? Ah! My shoulder! Oh, what the bloody fuck! Who on earth was that? Good morning, Ms. Sazerac. Oh, when did you get here? Does no one understand appointments anymore? Uh, we just stopped by to uh, investigate the chest. Uh, commissioner needs uh, dimensions and all. Uh, you know how thorough the yard is. Yes, fine. Luckily, you're catching me in a very good mood. And uh, who might that have been who just uh, rushed out? Oh, Mr. Hastings. He's a new insurance banker from Bovary and Sons. Just doing some... Insurance business? Right. May we see the chest? Absolutely. Here we are. Well, that 
is immaculate. Designed by the Tsar of Russia's jewelry-obsessed nephew in the early 1400s, the Crimea family won the chest in a game of cribbits back in 62. It's held everything from fine china to fine jewelry to fine novelty collectible figurines, but we don't talk about that period. No shit! And, of course, only has one key, which I, of course, keep on my person at all times. Recent shameful pickpocketing incident aside. Feel free to take a look, gentlemen, but I'm sure you'll find... <gasps> Good God! No way! Miss Sazerac, those wouldn't happen to be the Crimea family jewels, would they? Yes, Inspector. I believe they are. And I know, I know, Commissioner, you told me to drop it and let it go, that the, the case was closed, but it wasn't. And I could feel that it wasn't. Cartwright. As soon as I saw Eliza Fletchley, I knew there was no way someone like her could have pulled off what they were insinuating. She's old! Cartwright. Oh, and, and nothing against the agent, of course. I just mean stealth may not be a top three forte for her. Cartwright! So, I'm sorry, I was just... It's very gratifying when a hunch pays off. I'm buzzing. Oh, I can tell. You look like my son when he talks about the history plate. I don't get it, but it makes him happy. <laughs> I mean, fuck if I know what anyone's saying. I just go for the fights. Yes, well, <laughs> those are great too. Um, so, shall we tell Ms. Fletchley she's free to go, or... Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, Cartwright. We're, we're not there yet. We're not? All due respect, Commissioner, I, I just don't see why Mrs. Fletchley needs to remain in prison given this development. Unless she is able to be in two places at once, it seems unlikely that she would be able to pull off a manoeuvre of that magnitude. And, and this banker, Mr. Hastings, that Ms. Sazerac and I witnessed fleeing the scene, doesn't even exist! I checked with Bovary and Sons. There is no such man in their employ. It's so obvious that he is our perpetrator. Cartwright. We're not going to be letting Miss Fletchley go just yet. Oh. Um. Okay, why not? Because Crimea is a very powerful man. And regardless of whether Miss Fletchley stole the jewels or not, Crimea's opinion of Scotland Yard holds a lot of sway over the rest of London. Or at least whoever will listen. And delivering him a head on a pike, so to speak, reassures him, as well as the rest of the city, that we're doing our jobs. But releasing an innocent person is also us doing our jobs. Uh, I don't understand why. Because that's not how they see it. We arrest someone. Good. We got the bad guy. We let that person go. Oh, look, there goes Scotland Yard, arresting random people for no reason. But if we don't release her, that is exactly what we'll be doing. Look, Cartwright, I don't make the rules, okay? Serving justice is half the job, but the other half is maintaining the illusion of justice being served. The only people who know the jewels were returned are you, Mick Murphy, Mr. Crimerius people, and me. As far as everyone else knows, they're still missing, and someone needs to pay. But uh, an innocent old woman like Eliza Fletchley? I look on the bright side, it's not like Eliza Fletchley's going to be clogging up our jails for a long time. Just get through Monday, the hanging, and we'll be fine. Commissioner, I am sorry, but that is unacceptable. 
And what do you call returning to the scene of the crime and lying about a search warrant you didn't have? You told me you could get me a warrant if I needed. I can. Doesn't mean I will. There's only one way Eliza Fletchley goes free, and that's if Crimea himself decides he's dropping the charges. Then, all due respect, sir, can you please phone him and ask? I gotta tell you, Cartwright, this situation right here, it doesn't go the way you want. Please. On one condition. Name it. No matter his answer. You're done with this case. You did good work. You followed your gut. I would have done the same thing at your age. But if you go against my orders again, I'll be bringing you up on your little breaking in and entering stunt. But I, I didn't do And any... I'd venture to guess if I told Mr. Crimea he'd want me to take severe action. On you and your partner. I understand. Make the call. I will. Now, please. <sighs> yes, hello, love. Uh, connect me to the residence of Jonathan Crimeria. Thank you. It's ringing. Yes, hello. This is Commissioner Entwistle over at Scotland Yard. Yes, Miss Sazerac. Uh, I do know what time it is. That's actually why I'm calling, see? We still have Miss Fletchley down here in holding and... Well, Inspector Cartwright and myself were just wondering if Mr. Crimea was planning on dropping the charges, considering the rediscovery of... Oh. Oh. I see. How sure? <laughs> Can't argue with 100%. Absolutely. You as well, Miss... She hung up. Betty Bird. Well? What does she say? A fake. I'm, I'm sorry? The jewels that we discovered in the chest today... 100% counterfeit, according to Brixby Briar Jewelers, and they're the number one show in town. Hell, I even got to keep them on the QT that my wife's engagement ring isn't 100% real. They know what they're doing. Then, I don't understand. Who would put fake jewels back in the case? It don't matter. It most certainly does, sir. This most definitely points to someone else, not Mrs. Fletchley, not to mention uh, a counterfeiter, and possibly some embezzlement. And nothing! Crimea is moving forward with the insurance policy on the jewels. And as for us, nothing changes. Case closed, Inspector Cartwright. Have a good night. There's still some cake in the break room. But, sir... The I case is closed. Take the night, go to a pub, grab a pint, take a bird home, and come in tomorrow for your next assignment. Clear. All right. Now. Huh? It's always the ones that know what they're doing. Oh, God damn reflux. Cartwright, Cartwright, 
How was the commissioner? Was his mind blown to bloody Bucharest? Did he say anything about me or a promotion? Or, you know, not that I even want one. Or, or you know, maybe being better than Lestrade or anything? I, I'm just, just curious. The case is closed, constable. You did good. Ah, that's what I'm talking about. Cotwright and McMurphy. We're going to be the biggest studs in Scotland Yard. Next stop, precinct cricket league, eh? Come on, pub. I'm buying the first round. Yes, absolutely. You know what? Why don't you run off ahead? I, I, I just need to finish up some paperwork. I'll catch up with you. All right. Admiral Shanks, here we come. <sighs> Investigation by Inspector Cartwright and Constable McMurphy into the theft of the Crimea family jewels. Officers concluded that the robbery was perpetrated by Eliza Fletchley, aged 70. Despite her age, infirmity, and conceivability to demonstrate the faculties needed to carry out a successful jewel theft. Despite the fact that a counterfeit set of jewels was returned to the supposedly locked box this very day while she was in custody, and despite the fact that they had no reason to arrest her in the first place except for Inspector Cartwright's own disappointingly substantial sense of insecurity and the odd bit of tangential evidence from witnesses who, by all rights, should be suspects themselves. Despite the fact that Inspector Cartwright sometimes feels he could be doing the world a bigger favor, stress-baking banoffee pies rather than attempting police work. Case closed. <sighs> right, fuck this. Operator. Yes, connect me to the residence of Hampton Fox. Fox and Stallion is written and directed by Ian Gears and Lauren Grace Thompson. This episode was sound designed by Sarah Buczynski and original music was composed by Baldemar. This episode featured Sean Fouch as Archie Cartwright, Ian Gears as Constable McMurphy, Chris Hainsworth as Commissioner Entwistle and The Driver, Chris Visaraga as James Stallion, Jess Ridenauer as Kate, Tina Munoz-Panja as Sazerac, Tommy Malouf as Jonathan Crimeria, Daniel Milhouse as The Server, and Evan McQuistian as The Copper. Additional music was composed by Ian Gears. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at 224BBaker or on our website, 224BBaker.com. Join us next time for part six, the case of the 23rd line. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down, what stories really stick with you? 
presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi. My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls, a man's face set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media, in association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs>